All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Dropping the Gloves. I hope everybody's doing well here. Tim on a nice month. Sorry, I didn't introduce you, Tim. How rude of me. Tim's here. How are you, Tim? I'm great, John. How was your weekend? I feel like I say that every Monday, but I'm really curious. It was up and down. Yeah. You know, up and down. Sunday was a fun one. Um, Well, fun for me. My wife, we talked. We didn't we didn't see each other all day. I was, I took the kids. A good my, day for you? Or? Well, it was strange because I took my buddy does this thing where he does poker, gambling games and stuff every Sunday during the playoffs. And he just happens to have a couple daughters, I think three or four or five. I don't know how many he has, but I brought all my kids and they just like ran around his house all day and I just played cards and it was fantastic. Lo and behold, I get home and Danielle's like, I never do that again. I did not have any fun. She's like, Why? I can't do it. Well, she works all day with the kids, like schoolwork and this and that. And she's like, I get one day really when I don't have to parent and that's Sunday. And I want to enjoy the kids and I want to have fun. And she didn't see him all day. Like I got home at seven o'clock and she was already kind of doing her thing with the baby, putting the baby down. And so I, I put all the kids down and she didn't see him all day. So, so she was, she didn't like not being a mom all day. I would have thought she would like the person, like read a book. That's what I would. That's what I was good. That's what I thought. So I thought it was doing her favor. I'm like, I'll take all six kids, the older ones, all of them. Mind you, I didn't look, look after them at all. I was playing cars and they were gone. I I didn't do a thing, but I thought it was, I was doing her a favor, but she was like, no, the baby's tough. I need some help, like holding the baby. Then I want to enjoy my kids. Difference between men and women. She wants to enjoy her kids. I want to just make sure they're safe and then enjoy myself. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> without the kids included but it's just funny so it, it was a good weekend played some cards watching football what an atrocious football game that first one philadelphia 49ers it's a, it was embarrassing they're playing their like fifth string quarterback it was just an awful awful game but anyway, i had my men's league game last night Ooh, here's where i knew we're we're, we're on a we were on a winning streak we had won one in the row if that's what you want to call a streak i knew the game was going to be bad we were stepping onto the ice, and one of our better players, Mark, I go, how you feeling, Mark? What's going on? He's like, I feel good. I ate, I ate seven meatballs for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, seven meatballs, nothing else. That's all I had. 
<laughs> they said, Mark, I've played in thousands of games. I've never heard anybody say, I'm going to be good. I had seven meatballs for dinner. <laughs> so we went out, just got throttled. It was just embarrassing. I think the final score was like nine to two. Our goaltender has three pulled groins and he doesn't go down at all. <laughs> He's just like stick saving everywhere. It was embarrassing, but it was fun. We would How did Mark score. play? He did score. He did, he did have score. a nice tip. So he did yeah. get a goal. So good on him. But gosh, I didn't know that was a thing before the game to eat seven meatballs and you play better. Apparently, well, it was I, eight, I, I didn't know. Eight would have been too much, but seven was fine. <laughs> Six, not enough. Eight, too much. <laughs> but I was just like, what? meatballs before the game like a couple hours before but anyways i digress another good another good thing happened this weekend michigan tech swept the the dirt bags from northern michigan the wildcats my biggest rival michigan tech swept them which is always beautiful i haven't talked about tech in a while but they just beat them down tim there's nothing sweeter who was your rival back in your hockey days tim uh, in college, it was Southern New Hampshire University, which is like 15, 20 minutes away, the other side of town. And we beat them both years we played them, I think. Yeah, there's nothing better. When I played it, we weren't good, but we always managed to play hard versus Northern. And Tech just swept them this past weekend. Tech's 13th in the nation, Tim. In the nation. All D1 teams. Pretty good. Probably ahead of BU, BC, New Hampshire, Northeastern. They're probably John, ahead of all those teams. The team I saw at the GLI is not going to be 13th in the nation. That was not a great game. They will be ranked higher after this weekend because they just swept NMU. But NMU stinks, so they're probably they might get a bump of one. Blake Pietel, the goalie, Hobie Baker candidate, set the school record for shutouts. Kid's an absolute stud. So is he a senior? He is a senior. They had some yeah. good goaltenders on that team. Tony Esposito, come to mind. Anybody? They've had some good goal. They've had some good goaltenders. All right, moving on. Or do you want anything else you want to share, Tim? No, no. Let's get into hockey stuff. I actually have one more thing I want to share. I queued that up for me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> one of my favorite things on earth, and maybe you cannot relate to this because you don't like to get dirty. What? One of my favorite thing. What? What does that mean? I, I get dirty. You don't work hard manually. Okay, first of all, I was landscaping for eight summers and I would get dirty every day. Second of all, you were giving me grief the other day for like, oh, enjoy your little life or whatever. Like you have it so easy. Yeah. Is there anything, is there any life more cushy than a retired athlete? Is there anything easier than being a retired athlete? With seven kids? With Tim, stop. Oh yeah, who did that to you? When's the last time you changed a tire? I haven't had to. No, never. I just did one this past weekend. All right. Back to my story before you so rudely interrupted. You've never um, done any manual labor. So maybe you won't like this. Is there anything more gratifying than kicking slush off the the back of your car? The little mud flaps? Oh, I love it. Love it. Absolutely love it. And I've been doing it all month. It's been we finally got snow again. I just love it. I just wanted to bring that up. I did it this morning and I'm like, man, this is the best feeling of my life. It's so incredibly great to see the big chunks fall off. And I make a, make a point to go all the way around the car, even when I don't have to. And people might think I'm crazy. Every parking lot I get out and I go, oh, nice. Okay, here we go. All around the whole car. It's like a game. It's like Tetris. You're just knocking it loose. To the point where my kids are like, can I do it? I'm like, no. <laughs> this is my one thing. Wait, I get, okay, I actually, I get one thing. Don't blow this. Don't ruin this for me. 
I do have something. You know how you you've said many times, like since you've retired as you get older, you've like calmed down. You're not as quick to judge, not as quick to get angry, etc. I think the opposite is happening for me. I think I'm like getting more irritable. I'm getting less patient and I'm getting like more unforgiving of people. And as an example, I've said this. Okay. I've had, we've had a couple incidents walking around Charlotte with the dog where I've been hit by vehicles, scooters, all this. <laughs> the thing that drives me nuts is, is the people that stop their car. Listeners don't do this in the crosswalk in a busy city where they pull forward into the crosswalk, including when I'm walking in the crosswalk in the middle of the street. And then they stop in the, with their front of the car in the crosswalk while I'm in it. It drives me nuts. It's the most disrespectful, potentially dangerous things. Lately, what I've been doing, I walk up to the car, sharp angle left, sharp angle right, and like make a dramatic movement of walking around the car and then go back to my original lane, almost like an army trooper, you know, just like the heel turn. And I don't make eye contact. I don't, it's very passive aggressive, but it's like, I'm doing this to embarrass you because you're in my way and I should not have to walk around you in the crosswalk when I have the right of way. It drives me nuts. I, I hate it. Things like that are just. Passive aggressive. Passive aggressive Tim is fun, Tim. You're different than me. I am. I'm slamming the hood. Up. I'm <laughs> hitting the hood. Like, what are we doing here? Yeah. That's why I don't walk anywhere. I never walk anymore. Ever. You can't walk anywhere. There's no. <laughs> I get, to walk to. I get bombarded by fans everywhere I go. Let's be honest. No, I don't. There was that one time. That one time in Chicago. That was fun. All right, moving on. You know, I, I want, I'm not much of a gossiper, Tim. I try to stay out of that whole area. I, I don't think it's healthy for you to gossip all the time. But I want to gossip right now. I want to talk about potential trades. I want to talk about asking prices and the ramifications of these trades if they do go through. And the first guy I want to talk about is friend of the show, Patrick Kane. Not many people know he was a friend of the show a couple years ago, right, Tim? 2020. Yeah, it's been a while. It has been a while since Patrick jumped on the show, but he has been a friend of the show. Rumors are circling. Gossip is flying with Patrick Kane. He's been linked to numerous, numerous teams, but the rubber apparently is about to meet the road. He's going to be traded to the New York Rangers, Tim. But the asking price is steep. Now, I don't know how steep this is. Many people are trying to compare this to the Claude Giroux trade from last year when Owen Tippett, or uh, the cost to acquire Claude Giroux was Owen Tippett, a third rounder and a first rounder. Claude Giroux, similar type player to Patrick Kane. That's a prospect. It's a first rounder and then a throw in third rounder. Not a bad haul for him. The New York Rangers asking price right now for Patrick Kane is a first rounder, probably a second rounder, and either Capo Caco or Alex Lafreniere. Fair? Unfair? People are losing their minds over this. <laughs> Astronomical. Don't do it. You're mortgaging your franchise. It's not a smart move. The Hawks are crazy. They're asking for too much for Patrick Kane. I don't mind this. I don't mind it at all. In my eyes, if I'm the Rangers and this is what the Hawks want, I am taking a good, hard, long look at this because I don't think it's that outrageous of an ask. Patrick Kane is better than Claude Giroux. I know he's on an expiring contract. That might be beneficial. If I can get my hands on one of the 
best playmakers ever to step foot in the NHL and pair him up with RTM Panarin again? Tim, I, I don't know why the Rangers are even balking at this right now. Patrick Kane, RTM Panarin, and Zabinijad. That's your first line. Are you kidding me? You 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 go from having a decent first line with Jimmy Vesey on the right side right now, and you throw Patrick Kane out there, you instantly have the best line in hockey in my eyes. You make this trade yesterday, if I'm the Rangers, if I'm Chris Drury, I'm like, I'm going for it. And I'm giving him Alex Lafreniere. That's it. I say, see you later, Alex. Thanks for trying. Go try to get better in Chicago. And pair yourself with Connor Bedard. That'd be fun. It'd be a good team. They will be the Edmonton Oilers. The new Edmonton Oilers will be the Chicago Blackhawks. So Frenier goes there. But I don't know. Is, is this too much of an ask? ask it's not Black too Hawks? much of an ask. No. And even with the expiring contract, there's a good chance he resigns, like you said. It's not just the talent level that they have, but specifically Panarin and Kane had great chemistry. They've both been outspoken about wanting to play together again. There's a solid chance that he wants to play there. Not too far from home either. Patrick Kane being a Buffalo boy. I think I, I see that. I think it works. I think the bigger question for the Rangers is whether they do it or not. Does Patrick Kane get you past the Hurricanes or Tampa or Boston? No, I don't think he does. That's the question, right? That's a lot to give up for. Even if he's quote unquote worth it when you tip the scales, it's probably still not getting you to the cup, the cup final. So that's the bigger question. I think he gets him by Tampa Bay, Carolina. Every single day is looking so much better. Even with Pacioretty gone, they look so incredibly dangerous. But I think you put Kane in this lineup, they are a very dangerous team. You got Trocek, Kreider, Goodrow as your second line, Zabinijad, Panarin, Kane, and then you have a serviceable third and fourth line. What makes this team really strong is I like their back end. I think their back end is incredible. Lindgren, Fox, Miller, Truba, that's a good four. And then the thing that really tips it in their favor, Tim, is Shesterkin. You have to win now with this team. I think they shot themselves in the foot for the decade they had Henrik Lundqvist. The guy was the best goaltender on the planet. And they went out and they made some decent moves. This is a game changer to get Patrick Kane. The guy is a needle mover. He is an incredible hockey player. You pair him up with these guys, you give up a first rounder, and you have to do it. You have to. Because if you wake up five years from now, and you didn't make a move when you had Shesterkin, and all of a sudden you just wasted Henrik Lundqvist and Igor Shesterkin, and you have no cups to show for it, not even an Eastern Conference final. I don't think they made a cup finals with Lundqvist. It's a tough pill to swallow because those goalies don't grow on trees. They're very, very good. I don't think the Rangers made the cup finals with, with Lundqvist. Didn't they lose to the Kings? No, that was, that was the Devils. They lost to the Devils, and I was on that team. Hmm. Yeah, they didn't. I don't think they ever made it. Maybe they did, and I'm wrong. But yeah. I think this is but a win-win for everybody involved. The uh, Rangers did bring a lot of players in over those years, though. The Brad oh, Richards, Nash, Gabrick, Stahl. Y- like, Yager. Yeah, they brought a lot of Dan Boyle, a lot of players, and it didn't work out. So it's I, not for lack of trying, but I think you're right. I think they, they don't want to make that mistake again. And even if even if for some reason... You, you bring him in, you trade, just say it's Kako or Lafreniere plus the first round pick and Kane doesn't sign and you don't win the cup. 
I think it's still worth the risk because a, yep. you're not getting much from either of those two guys now. Anyway, that first round pick, I'm sure you'd love to have, but it's going to be a bottom 10 pick anyway. And you can say you went at, you went and got Patrick Kane and, and this is still a chance he does resign. So yeah, I think I make this move on them. Do you try to roll into this trade, like a sign and trade, like a Matthew Kachuk did where he signs and then you, or you just risk it. And do you want Patrick Kane on your team going forward? I don't know. Because you look at Claude Giroux, he's actually playing pretty well in Ottawa, but and they just you know, Florida let him go. They gave up all that capital and then he just walks and they didn't get anything for him. And now they're, you know, they're they are where they are. But it's it's a tricky situation if you're if you're Drury, because like you said, will we be in the top three in our conference? I don't know. Boston and Carolina look pretty darn strong. But there's always a chance the Rangers, they they have the ingredients of what it takes to be a very, very good team. They got really good centers. And if you get Kane, you have incredible wingers. Your defense is strong and you have the best goaltender on the planet. Like He is so incredibly good. I would make this move. I, I would definitely pull the trigger on this. I think it would just, I don't know, man. If they get him, it wouldn't surprise me if they went on a run, Tim. They have the talent. They have the talent, Tim. Anything else? You think it's yes, no? I just think you're I, I think the division or the, the conference could you can still make the argument it goes through Tampa after winning two out of the last three. They two out of the last three cups, I mean, and now they've won like eight in a row, something like that, or points in twelve straight. Like they are still very, very, very good. And they're getting slept on because they had a slow start. But this is a team I I honestly we'll talk about Boston in a minute. I I'm nervous against both of those teams if I'm Boston. Them and mm-hmm. Ca- Carolina, I mean. This division goes through Carolina. That's my that's my number one power ranking team right now. After this, how they dismantled the Bruins last game, Tim, the Hurricanes look super strong. Yeah. They're scary good. And that's without Pacioretty, who it's a sad story, but they they do have some wiggle room to make a move at the deadline, which is insanely surprising based on where they're at right now. Like they, maybe have, they get Kane. Oh, maybe they get. Kane. <laughs> do they have the hutspot to do that? How about that goal by Seth Jarvis? Friend of the what show. A beauty. Yeah. They had what's two Carlo, what's Carlo thinking? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Bad play. He has not looked great this week. In the last got to be aware. Got to be aware of the situation, you know, trying to do too much, not even trying to do too much. There's a guy right in front of you. It's Seth Jarvis, one of the best players in the NHL. He was on our podcast. The guy's unbelievable. All right, moving on. More gossip, more trades, more Eastern Conference teams, more teams in the state of New York. The New Jersey Devils, per Elliot Friedman, have been linked to San Jose forward Timo Meyer. Is this going to happen? That's what I want to know. Gossip Girls. Do you know any of the people who was on that show, Tim? Gossip Girls? You probably do. Lake Lively. That's up. That's it. More than I knew. Um, Is this a good thing for the New Jersey Devils? They, much like the Tampa Bay Lightning, have just shaken off their little mid-season slump where everybody was like, oh, I don't know, maybe they're reverting back to the team of old. Don't look now. They're 8-1-1 in their last 10. They're playing fantastic hockey. They got the little pep in their step. They got the bad mojo out of their system. And now they're the team that that we saw at the beginning of the season. They're playing fantastic. They're nipping on Carolina's heels. Does Timo Meyer, Tim, make this New Jersey Devils team a, a contender 
even more so than they already are. Because is is the issue with the Devils their offense? Or are we addressing something that we have a strength already? Because when you look at their team, they score a lot of goals. <clears throat> they 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 get up and down the ice pretty good. Is he going to mess up that mojo? Or is he just going to compliment some of these high-end players? Just throw them on Jack Hughes' line and let them go. What do you think? You like this trade I by do. New Jersey if they pull the trigger? You do? Yeah, Timo Meyer is such a versatile winger. He can play both sides. He can play both ends of the ice. He's on pace for 40-plus goals. He's very strong, and he's making about $6 million, so I have to figure out the cap situation. He's going to want a big payday, probably in the minimum eight range uh, moving forward, probably more. And so I I think he's motivated. He's going to want that team. The Devils have done a a few things right, because if you take it back to the summer – they were in on Goudreau. They were in on Kuchuk. They didn't get either of those two guys. And then they sort of had their contingency plan was Andre Palat, who's been playing very well. And he's also nails in the playoffs. Meanwhile, the Devils are both better than both of those teams that got those two guys. They've done a lot right. right. And he costs less, by the way. So I think I, I think this is a group that Timo Meyer would fit very well into. Timo Meyer is such a weird player. You know what I mean? He he's 26 he's still relatively young big big body like you said 226 foot by the way i took a lot of heat for the arbor shade thing people were like you you jack said guy. he was jack guy he's the wrong size he's the wrong size because i said he, he was did, 62, yeah. 220 or 200. wrong ohl team yeah who cares about the ohl team like i'm supposed to know he played for the kingston frontenacs whatever i that's what it says on his um hockey db Six foot two twenty or the hockeyfights.com, wherever I wherever I got the stats. I apologize. I should have maybe cross-checked, cross-referenced that with a couple other sites, but just relax. The vitriol I received just a couple inches off. I guess as inch, inches matter, Tim. But yes, I'm sorry. Arbor. He's six four, two thirty-eight, apparently. He's a big boy. He's a big human being. So was Timo Meyer. And what was I saying? I can't wrap my head around this guy. Why doesn't he get more accolades than he does? Because he's a good player. He was a point per player last season. 35 goals. Why why is this guy not like just the primo target for all these teams to get? He seems to be a no-nonsense forward who just goes about his business and produces. When you look at what he's done in the NHL, all he does is put up points. On a team in San Jose, that is not that great. So you put him on a team with some talent, a team that plays an up-and-down style of game like the New Jersey Devils, Tell you what, man, this guy, he he could be an even bigger difference maker than a Patrick Kane. And I firmly believe that all he needs is just the stage. And I firmly he will be a playoff maker, difference maker this year if he gets traded to a, a playoff contending team. He looks like the kind of player that would step up his game in the playoffs. I don't think we've ever seen it. Um, I don't know if he's ever made the playoffs, but yeah, if he yeah. Did, early like in his career, 20, he was with the Sharks. Yeah, yeah he, he's been with San Jose for um, a few years, but he's he's a good player. Like I, I don't mind him. And then like even in the playoffs with the Sharks, almost a point per game guy. He's played in 35 games. His last round with the playoffs, when I oh, I think they went to the Cup Finals, he had 15 and 20. So he's a good, you know, he produces the biggest stages. The guy steps up. I don't know if I'm the Devils, I'm all over this guy. I don't know what the ask is, but he would fit in nicely with the New Jersey Devils. All right, moving on. My in-state team, the Detroit Red Wings gossip is swirling with them. They're negotiating with their captain oh, captain Dylan Larkin. Apparently, they're not too far apart on the term. They're both agreeing on eight years. I get it. Or is that the length? What's what's the term mean? Term is the amount. Yeah. 
No, term is a length. What's the amount? The amount. The dollars. They're not agreeing on the dollars and cents. Per sources that I have, Dylan Larkin's ask is nine million per. Which which makes it what's nine times eight, Tim? Quick. Seventy-two. Boom. The Red Wings are in the eight million dollar per season. What's eight times eight, Tim? Sixty-four. Oh, my man, you are good at math. Is nine million too much for Dylan Larkin, Tim? Does Stevie Y extend himself? Every million dollars makes a difference these days with the salary cap. Who knows where that's going to end up in four or five years? One of the biggest sponsors, I, I don't want to touch on this. Bally's, one of the biggest sponsors for the NHL, just filed for bankruptcy. They, it, It's just mind-boggling. Gary Bettman surrounds himself with these. It's I don't want to get into it. This will affect the salary cap. Everybody, the big TV deal, it's going to change everything. It's going to be fantastic. They're not going to get a dime of that money anymore. Not a dime of it. This team just filed for bankruptcy. Do you think they're going to shell out hundreds of millions of dollars to the NHL? Not a chance. Keep keep an eye on that situation. It's not talked about very much, but that will be a huge, huge thing that has to play out. I don't know what's going to happen, but Gary Bettman. You know who works for them? Friend of the show, Pete Blackburn. Does he? Yeah, we should get him on he the left CBS for it, I think. And what a swing and a miss, Pete. Bad move. Bad move. What? How is he supposed to know? These guys are throwing money around left and right. They're getting the rights for the NBA, the NHL. They're all over the place. Next thing you know, they're hemorrhaging money every single year. Tim. Hundreds of millions of dollars. These guys were losing. You know, what movie I saw the big short reminds me of that. Great movie. Great oh. movie. But like what? Is no one checking in on these guys like at the end of the year? We all do our taxes around this time. It's like, oh man, we lost like $300 million this year. Ah, well, we'll get it back next year. Like, who is running these companies? Drives me bananas. But anyway, Dylan Larkin, he wants nine. Detroit wants to give him eight. Where does he where does he end here, Tim? That that's a lot of money to invest in a Dylan Larkin. $72 million is his ask. If you're Stevie Y, do you do this contract or let him walk into free agency in the offseason? I was thinking a lot about this because you posted a couple of weeks ago about the Red Wings, you know, not signing him and that they shouldn't sign him because their window wouldn't line up with his contract, basically. And you took some flack for that, but some people agree. And the more I thought about it, I think you're right. Dylan Larkin yeah. is he's a great player. He's a great player. He's a great. He's probably not a first line center on like a cup contending team. He's probably like a David Krejci, you know, is like a high end number two. Um, his career high in points is 73 in his best year. I mean, that's a, that's a good player. He's a great player, but you, you, the numbers we're talking about, the term we're talking about, that's franchise level talent that should be making that kind of money. I don't think he's worth it. The problem is you let him go. That's a huge gap. You feel because he's is so important to that offense and that team. You're not going to get a, a player of that caliber for for close to that money. So, what's a better option? Does does it set back their rebuild? I don't know. I don't know. It's tough because these contracts are being handed out. Are just so much money, and so if you know you're going to have to spend it on someone, maybe you do spend it on him. The other guy's making nine million per. Kale McCarr, Braden Point, Matthew Kachuk, Jack Hughes, Nikita Kucherov. Does does he fall in that group, Tim? No. Is Dylan no. is that a Dylan Larkin group to be added to? 
I don't know. I think you have to look at the comparables. Your ROI is not going to be there if he's making nine per. Maybe if you're assured the cap's going to raise 5% every year for the next eight years, but I don't think it is. <clears throat> I, I really don't think it is. I, I, it's it's tough one to walk away from. It really is. If I'm Stevie Y, I, I'm getting out my crystal ball and I'm looking in the future. I'm saying, I, this guy's not going to be good for our team in four years when he's making nine million per. He's going to be 30 years old. The first thing to go is the speed. That is his biggest weapon. He's not. And it's funny. You were going the route with 73 points in 76 games. I was going to go that route and say, this is why we shouldn't give him money. No, I agree. Yeah, that was my point, too. Okay, good. Because his career high. It's just good. And he's hit or miss. One year he gets 30 goals. The next year he gets 19. Then he gets 31. Then he gets nine. Then he he bounced. He's not incredibly consistent. And maybe that's to do with the Detroit Red Wings themselves, where he wasn't playing with the best line mates his whole career. But nine is it's a big number. You have to be the guy. Kucherov is the guy. Jack Hughes is turning into the guy. The guy's got 64 points in 49 games this year. He's not a Dylan Larkin. He doesn't belong there. Braden Point, multiple cups leading this team. He's got 54 and 48 now this year. It's just Kucherov, Pete Sakes has got 72 points this year. Dylan Larkin does not belong in that group. And I'm sorry. You said it. He's a great, great player. Great, great player. I'm surprised, to be honest with you, the Wings are offering him eight. That seems like a high amount to me, $8 million for this guy. If I'm Dylan Larkin and Stevie Y slid that contract across the table, I'm like, yeah, yeah, sign that right now. Like, right now. I'm like, you're making the same amount as Marner, Ryan Johansson, Dryan Seidel, Zabinajad, Matt Duchesne, you know, Logan Couture. That's a group he belongs with. Yeah. There, there could be an argument that he doesn't belong with that group. That's the thing. And he, he wants to get higher. I get that's his agent's job. You got to push. You know, move the needle, try to get as much as you can for your player. Stevie White doesn't seem like the type of GM you want to really go back and forth with. He was he would as soon just be like, you know what, kick rocks. I'm not I'm not gonna deal with this. And we'll see how it turns out in free agency. You think teams, Tim, with, with this age of salary cap, are gonna be just throwing out eight million dollar contracts for a forward? I get it for a defenseman. I get it. You give nine million bucks to a puck moving defenseman, that's an investment. No offense, Dylan Larkin. You're not going to like it if you hit free agency. I'm just warning you. If there is an $8 million contract on the table right now for eight years, you sign it and you sign it fast because you will not get that much in free agency. Who's going to give him that much money, Tim? Who was the player a year or two ago that bet on himself in free agency and found out there was no market? I know there was Duclair, but I think there's a higher profile guy. Remember I'm talking about? I do. I, I was trying to think about it when I was talking about it. I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. My my memory is absolutely shot. But just to put the ball on this Larkin thing, you got you to gotta take the money. At the end of the day, $64 million, $72 million, you can go down as like just a red wing for life. You, you do it. Especially with this good young team, you are going to like see some wins next year. I'm hitching my cart to an Iserman team. He, he's, he's a very good GM. All right, moving on. Captain of the St. Louis Blues, Ryan O'Reilly, currently injured right now on the LTIR. I get it. 
still trade rumors swirling, Tim. He did an interview with um, Rutherford from the Atlantic the other day. Had this interesting quote. He said, this is where I want to be, St. Louis. I hope I don't get moved. But I think things will probably progress, especially with the deadline coming up and the talks with that. We'll see how it goes. We're starting to get into that. Hmm. Interesting. Do you think he gets moved, Tim? Is he still injured? Yeah. Did you not listen to the first, like, um, 20 seconds of my talk about Ryan O'Reilly? Or do you just completely check out when I talk? And then when I I say your name, you clue in. I zoned out for a second because I saw the next item on our agenda. And I'm just, my mind is just going off on this thing. Um, Back to The next line on the agenda, by the way, is Trevor Zegras. And Tim's very nervous. (laughs) Rightfully (laughs) so. nervous. um, Yeah. Uh, Back to O'Reilly. I don't think he gets moved. I don't know. I think Tarasenko is more likely to get moved and they make similar money and, and they both have expiring contracts, I believe. But Tarasenko just sort of that elite goal scoring winger when he's on is just so desirable. And I don't know. O'Reilly's really good, too. I don't know. What do you think? I I think he gets moved, you know, but he, he's nursing a broken foot. He, he's trying to rehab from that. But I think I think O'Reilly is more valuable than Tarasenko. I think that guy's got the intangibles. He's just, he's everything, Ryan O'Reilly. But I i don't know. I don't, I don't really know what to make of it. But anyways, moving on. I, I just want to move on to the Trevor Zegers thing. You're getting so worked up about it. So everybody knows what's happening with this guy. I hope, I, I think they do. He was involved in a scrum. And I don't know, can you break it down, Tim? Because I don't want to, you, you're better at this than I am. What happened? And Troy Stetcher, him, they got into it in the corner of the Arizona Coyotes forward. Trevor Zegras, they were in, in an altercation in the corner. The camera zoomed in on Zegras. Apparently, he said something. Well, I don't know. Can you give us a little more in depth? He said something through, you know, from the, while the ref's kind of separating him, he said something to Stetcher. That sets Stetcher off like a madman. Not normal, like, scrum, trash talk levels of, like, engagement. Like, Stetcher was trying to get at him hard. So something really set him off. And and we saw, you know, comments about it in the, the minutes after it happened. And then people start lip-reading what he said, because you can watch it over and over and up close. And this is where we get into he said, she said, and speculation. And, and, and I don't want to say that he said it but it seems like he said it and most people are watching this looking at this saying he said this uh troy stetcher's dad died in 2020 and zegris it looks like zegris said is your dad watching you from up there or something like that and and then stetcher goes off there's a couple of things here you watch it and you can you can convince yourself that that's what he's saying it certainly looks like it even gestures up in the sky and you you pair that with stetcher's reaction and it's like okay this is starting to make sense. Now, what's interesting is afterward, uh, one of the Coyotes um, beat reporters released a little statement on Twitter, said, quote, I can confirm via the Coyotes that Anaheim forward Trevor Zegers did not say anything about Troy Stetcher's father during the dust up last night. But per a team source, he crossed a line with some very inappropriate comments. Stetcher has declined comment on the topic. People are calling BS. They're like, no, I, I know what I saw. This is this is clear what he said. So, and then a lot of people on the flip side are like, hey, don't you're not a professional lip reader. Let's not like assign this horrible thing that Zegas may not have said and, and judge his character and all this stuff. We may never know or it may come out later, but like let's let's hold on judging. 
But even Brad Marchand responded to this tweet from the reporter and he said, shut your pie hole or something like that. And so I think the players know what he said. I don't know. There's, there's a lot of he said, she said. I'd like to believe he wouldn't say that because that is just so far beyond anything hockey. But what's your take on this as a retired guy? Um, My opinion is he, he said it. I, I think the reaction of Stetcher was, was just too much for it not to be that, right? Like what else would get you fired up that much? And then what the Arizona comment is interesting. His comments seemed inappropriate comments that crossed the line. What could that be in hockey? What inappropriate, what comments are inappropriate in hockey that crossed the line? Everything has said in hockey, everything. There's a very, 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 very few things that cross the line and are inappropriate racial comments. And this homophobic has crossed the line too. homophobic. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think you get the reaction out of Stetcher if he calls him a homophobic slur. Right. Not this, not this reaction. No. So if it walks like a duck and talks like a duck, it's a duck. And to me, this is a duck. And now they're doing cover up the NHL right now. Zegris is the face, the future face of the NHL. He did the Michigan. He's an exciting young player. He's got the look. He's got the hair. He's on the cover of the NHL 23, I believe, video game, Tim. He's he's the he's the guy, you know, and they're doing massive cover up. It would not surprise me if much like what I don't want to bring it back to me, but I will. When they instructed me what to say when I was in Arizona, I say, okay, say this, limit the uh, the exposure of the All-Star Game stuff. we got to make a comment. It would not surprise me if they said, Troy, we don't want you to say anything. We don't want this to blow up. Let's just move past this. He made a mistake. Let's just forget about it. That, that, that's what I think happened because the the comments from the Arizona PR guy, it doesn't make sense. And then Marshawn obviously piping up and said, you're a dummy like this. This obvi- this is obvious. I'm, I'm, you know, putting words in Marshawn's mouth, but it, it says volumes what he pipes up and says. Zegris is a, this is disgusting. If that's what he said, there should be some kind of punishment for this, but there won't be because he's the guy for the NHL now. And it was a West Coast game versus the Arizona Coyotes. It's just going to be swept under the rug. Ho-hum, go about our day. This, it, this kid. I was kind of in his corner a little bit when he did that move. I was like, oh, you know what? It's okay. As long as it doesn't become a trend. I'm done with this kid. For, forever, Tim. He, he He's never coming on the show. Never. There should be a friend of the shows. <clears throat> a non-friend of the shows. He can join Evander Kane. Not a friend of the show. Those two guys are in that box. It's just, just a little twerp, this kid. And then he's like chirping him in the box. And who knows? This is all I should preface this with, with allegedly. He allegedly I, said it. He said it. A little I just I, I just typed it in, uh Zegers Stretcher, Stetcher. There's another, this is very clear. This is not up for discussion what he's saying. Stetcher is talking to one of the the ducks guys, and he says. He chirps my family, chirp me all you want. And so 
like watch that clip. Go find that clip. He says that that's what Stetro says to one of the Ducks guys. And there was even clips of of Ducks teammates like coming over, and you could see them reacting to. Uh, it was Ryan Strom. <clears throat> I think it was Mason McTavish. Like, yeah, kind of grimacing, yeah. like whoa. And and normally you would see a stronger reaction against Stetcher in that moment from his teammates. And I feel like you didn't. I don't know. I I, I hope we didn't say it. I, I hope something gets clarified here and we can all this is all speculation. But I'm with you. If he said it, I'm out on him forever. And it, there's no coming back for that for me. Well, the, Tim, he said it like it's just obvious. And next game when these guys play, Nick Ritchie has to do something. So, and Stetcher's a, a defense, so I'm sorry. I think I said he was a forward. Josh Brown has to do something. Like, this has to be dealt with. It has to be dealt with swiftly, either by George Peros. He has to be suspended. Or, and I like I, I don't say this lightly, you, you need to break this guy's face. That's it. That's it. Well, I don't want to be one of those, like, well, if this had happened in 1992, you would have got his face pummeled in. But you know what? There's not another time in the history of hockey where he could have said something like that and then stayed in the game. And not and to, to make it worse, Zegers scored the OT winner. I know. He won. After a 10-minute misconduct plus a two-minute minor from whatever he said, because the ref was right there, he comes back and scores the game winner. Just nail into the coffin. So, uh, yeah, it's frustrating. Games change. I, I had a situation where one um, one player we were playing against really took a run out of one of my teammates in a prior game, or it might even have been that game. One of my guys on my team said, get him. I'll pay the fine. I'll pay every single dollar that that you incur by going after that guy. And I went after him. So it's just, it's just one of those things. I, I don't think those things happen anymore. Like if, if I'm on that team and I, I'm sitting there watching Troy Stetcher, like that furious, that's the thing. Arizona doesn't have anybody. They don't have anybody. Who's their captain? Clayton Keller to have one like they don't they don't have that guy they don't have anybody who can just take their Zach Cassian it's there should have been a a a response to that anyways it's disgusting I don't like it I don't know I I will I will be on the side of stature that that's a douchey thing to do by Zegers I if he did it which it looks like he did the guy should be gone for the rest of the season stuff like that like you, you have to draw the line somewhere it's just classless it's just it's gross. It really does show show you this guy's stripes. He's he's a not a nice guy. All right. Anything else you want to comment on this? Zegris. That's such a joke. You know that saying? I just just thinking about that when you're talking about it. When someone shows you who they are, believe them. That's uh, that's if he said it, and it looks like he did. I'll leave it at that. He'll never. There'll there'll be nothing he can do to make up for this. That's the, it. Just a man like you're 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 going after someone because his father passed. Like it's just the lowest of the low, the lowest of the low. All right, moving on. Weekend recap. We'll do a couple quick hits and we'll get out of here. I don't know how you can bounce back from that. Bruins. They've lost three in a row. Tim, any concern? Yeah, some concern. Um, I'm less concerned about the three games and more concerned about Carolina. Just that team, and I've said it all season long. Go back and listen. That's the st- that team scares me. I don't care what the standings are. And I think this might be oversimplifying, and maybe not. I think the road to the Stanley Cup in the Eastern Conference goes through Raleigh. I don't think there's any avoiding that. So yeah, that does make me nervous. And they showed us again the other night why uh, they're the better team right now. So 
I'm not worried about it. They'll be back on the win column soon. And 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 you'll also like to see this could be the beginning of a little bit of a slide just because they are going to start resting some guys too. Um, maybe we see what they look like after the all-star break. You know, this is a good time for Krejci and Bergeron and Marsha and all those other older guys on the team to get a little week off. But yeah, uh, okay. not nervous overall. All right. Okay. Matt Berland, Edmonton Oilers goaltender, gets in a – makes one save in an emergency backup goalie situation for the Oilers. Here's my only question. Cause I didn't see the game was the goalie. They took out injured. No, I no. Like so this. technically not emergency backup. It was seven to three, I think, or six to three, yeah, seven, to two, three. two minutes left. And uh, they put him in as a, just a cool hockey thing. And so he's a, he's a starting goaltender for the, like whatever local, uh, Alberta University colleges. of Alberta Golden Bears. Yeah, yep. And uh yeah, he got the call to be an emergency backup and then someone got sick. The backup goal is not yes, Skinner must have gotten sick, so Campbell started and he was on the on the bench and then they let him in. Made one save, like a floater from the point that he blocked into the corner. And yeah, it's a cool moment. I like that stuff. Jack Campbell does not get the win for that. No, he does. Does he? <laughs> yeah, sure? he wouldn't have got the shutout. But yeah, he still gets the win. I I don't like this. I really don't. I I think it embarrasses the Blackhawks. They're like, oh, you're bringing in this college kid now. Like, great. That that's a slap on our face. If I'm the Hawks, I'm just running this goalie. I'm like, screw this. I, like you, you're embarrassing us. You're already whooping us. You put a touchdown and an extra point on the board. And now you're putting in your backup. Like, come on, you guys. Like that's. It's like when Strahan got the sack record and Favre just fell down. Is it really the sack record? I don't know. I, I didn't like this. It wasn't organic. It was forced and they just did it. I don't know. You show some integrity in the game. All right. Sabres playing pretty well, Tim. Tage Thompson leads the league in points per 60. Jeff Skinner, top five. They're one point behind the pens, right behind the Capitals for the last two wildcard spots. Uh, they're they going to make it in, Tim? This could get interesting. I would love to see it. I hope they do. I hope they do. And I think they I think they could. Like you said, they're 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 pretty hot right now. They're only one point behind. A week or two ago, they were like they'd won a few in a row, but they were still eight, nine, ten points. And now they're they've made up that gap. So I, I hope so. I think this is a team that could get better as a, as the season dwindles down. I'll tell you what, Tage Thompson, he better be in the MVP talks. This guy's unbelievable. Future captain of the Buffalo Sabres. All right, quick kits. Makiev for the Toronto Maple Leafs out for the season. Big big deal or not not a big deal? Uh no, this is Vancouver. Right. Oh, I thought it was uh sorry. I'm my mistake. Is it Vancouver? Well, who cares? Yeah. All right. Moving on. <laughs> Tavares plays his one thousandth game. Does anybody care? I know you don't. Don't. One thousand games now means absolutely nothing. The way everybody trains and this and that. One thousand get to fifteen hundred, then we'll talk. Bobby Hall, the Golden Jet, sad news. He passed away. Pretty good uh, NHL hockey player, Hall of Famer in his career, played oh, just over a thousand games for the Blackhawks, the Jets, the Whalers, played almost 400 and some in the WHA. When you add them all up, he's he, almost 1,200 points. He's a good player. Yeah, had a little controversy later on in his life. <laughs> the guy liked to dip into the wine. But, anyways, sad to see that he passed. He's an absolute legend in Chicago. All right. Jordan Binnington, another freak out versus the Colorado Avalanche, goes after. McDermott, for some reason, I wanted McDermott to drop him. Did you see the clip? Yeah, what a loser. I can't stand this guy. And on top of that, he's also bad. On top of the antics, he's a bad goal. His, his save percentage is sub nine. He's letting in 3.3 goals a game. I love I this. can't stand this guy. I can't stand him. Yeah. I, nobody can. Nobody likes him. 
Everybody in St. Louis hates him. All right, last one. Zach McEwen, broken jaw, five weeks. Was that versus the Felino fight? It was. I mean, yeah. it was unbelievable. Oh, is that the end that we see of a Zach McEwen? Do, do <laughs> no. you think he's done? Yeah. Why not? Why? No, no, he'll know. be fine. I don't know. Are we going to get Moose back on the show? I call him um, Moose because he's, he's a friend now. Well, wait till you see who we got coming up this week. I'm not going to spill the beans just yet. It's going to be insane. The guests we have coming on, you guys. You're not going to want to miss Wednesday's episode. We'll just, is it Wednesday, Tim, potentially? Potentially. We're going to lock that in. All right. We got to lock that in. But once, once it's locked in, oof, it's going to be an interesting conversation between him and I. We've had a bunch of run-ins. Let's leave it at that. All right, everybody. I hope you guys had a fantastic week, and I hope you're having a great Monday. We'll see you on Wednesday. You don't want to miss it. Tell your friends. Cheers, everybody. Thanks for listening to Dropping the Gloves with John Scott, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from to never miss an episode. 